Hello and welcome. I am Kim Keen, host of the One of a Kind You podcast. I started this podcast to share my journey of my past self, a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career and adjusting to stay-at-home mom life, to help other women with their motherhood journeys or their work-life balance journeys so they can let go make themselves a priority without all the sacrificing. So if you're a regular listener to One of a Kind You, I am so glad you're tuning in for another episode. If you're new here, thanks so much for stopping by and checking it out. Um, The way that this podcast usually works is I share a journal entry of mine from five or six years ago when I was in the thick of the struggle and I reflect on what I know now as a certified life coach and what I wish I knew then. But today you don't have to listen to me blabbing on like a talking head. You get to hear me chatting with the wonderful Lola Nicole, She is a fellow podcasting mom, and she has three kids, two teenagers, and one preteen, and um, who probably is more like a teenager, (laughs) and so because there are older older siblings at home to model what we do, Um, and I have the same thing going on in my own house, Um, so I'm just so glad that you're here with us. Thank you so much, Lola Nicole, for taking the time to chat. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. I'm excited to see you again. We just saw each other like a week ago, so it's nice. Yes, and so I always love when I get to chat again because I a love to talk if you haven't figured it out, but b I always love connecting with other moms um, yeah. because often I feel like I'm in this mom journey alone, especially because I I'm I work from home, so um, I guess to the point sometimes where I like talk to the dogs and then I answer <laughs> for them. Yeah, definitely that. I've been there many times having conversations with my dog. So yeah, I get it. Yeah. And and then I know it's bad when my kids say to me, like, you know, the dog's not going to answer, right? Like sometimes, sometimes she does. She will nod or she gives me, we have something going on. Okay. Don't make me seem crazy. All right. She's responding. She knows what I'm saying. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I feel like they wink at you and I'm like, yeah. And I wink, I'm like right back at you. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so I'm always glad when I get a chance to talk with, with moms on multiple occasions. Um, so you are a podcasting mom. I know that podcasting isn't the only thing that you do, but start by telling us, um, a, a little bit more about yourself, if I missed anything and how you got started with podcasting. Well, I got, I actually like accidentally started podcasting. I didn't really, I didn't know anything about podcasting. I thought you had to be like, I thought it was like NPR, basically, like it had to be structured. And so I was like, oh, no, I could never do that. And then a friend sent me like my favorite murder and I was listening to it. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Like you can have like commentary and like talk about whatever you want. That's neat. And so I just I by day, I'm a cosmetologist, a licensed cosmetologist. So we had just moved to a whole new state. I knew no one in the state. I had my kids and then I was dual state parenting because my oldest is on a dance team. So she was still in another state. So I was back and forth and it was just a whole bunch going on. And then the thick of that, I was dealing with a miscarriage. So it was just a bunch of stuff happening in my life at once. And I was like, well, where do you go? Like, what do you do? And I was like, my friend was like, you know, why don't you try a podcast? And I was like, well, nobody's gonna listen to me like I'm a mom like no one wants to hear a mom talk about mom things and she's like no just like talk about whatever you want it's fine and I was like okay fine so it kind of started as like an open journal and I just opened my voice notes one day and just started recording in my car and I did like the free anchor podcasting started it up and I 
uploaded and it was like, okay, we'll see where this goes. And now, you know, three seasons later, here we are. So I kind of accidentally fell into podcasting. It wasn't something that I had planned to do. And I just enjoyed the ride along the way. So and the podcasting community has been like really like welcoming and it's been a really great experience and learning experience. And you meet a lot of people like I've met moms and business women and just all kinds of people that you kind of are able to socialize with, especially when I started, lockdown had just begun. So no one was, you know, talking or seeing anyone. They were just, you know, at home. So it was kind of the perfect time for me to fall into it because I didn't have anyone to talk to. And then, you know, with the podcast and you're meeting people, there's your people to talk to. So that was kind of my way of getting my social interaction without having to leave my house, basically. <laughs> yes, because we weren't allowed to leave our house. And so, right. um, and then not being able to leave the house and the walls closing in and, you know, gosh, I love my family and all, but it was like talking to them, seeing them 24 seven, it was like, okay, when are you people going to get out of the house? So I right. can go back to the way that things <laughs> were. And it was like, we're still not a hundred percent, but I, so I totally feel it's like not having anyone to talk to because I started my podcast too during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it was it was a struggle you, you you're like who do I talk to like I can't really see my friends I, and especially like for me and a bunch of other people actually that I found out that moved right before a pandemic so they're like I literally have no one to talk to because I don't know anyone like mm-hmm. and now we have to be at home so podcasting was a great way to kind of expand and I'm an introvert kind of naturally. So really? I don't, yeah, I don't like, I can't go out and just meet people on the fly. Like my husband's the extrovert. Like he can meet someone at a gas station and start a conversation about a peanut. Like it does not matter. But me, I am very introverted in social situations. So this was a way for me to be social without having to be social, if that makes sense. It so, does. Yeah, yeah, so that I was like, okay, this works really well for me. Like, I can be myself and meet people, but I don't actually have to people people. So that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because um, you and my husband are similar, and I am very similar to your husband. Doesn't matter where we go, I'm always talking to someone, and then they're like, oh, how long is this conversation going to be? So we always <laughs> say, so I get it from my dad's family, and we always joke that it's the Bradley gift of gab because my grandfather was like that. My dad is like that. I'm like that. My brother is like that. And to the point where it's like my dad is the worst of us all now that my grandfather has passed. My grandfather used to be the absolute worst. And it's like, <laughs> you've been talking to that stranger for 45 minutes. Like, they need to go, and you need to go. So come on now. Like, end right. the conversation. <laughs> Yeah, my, I don't even know where I get, like, because I'm, I feel like I'm one of the, well, my uncle is kind of introverted and quiet as well. So I guess that's maybe where I get it because my, well, my dad's quiet too. So maybe those two, but I feel like the rest of my family is pretty extroverted. So I have no idea where we got our introversion from, but we're like the quiet ones of the bunch, I guess. Yeah, well, maybe you just never needed to be extroverted because everybody took care of it for you. So you were able to just fly right. like Everyone Loki was in the doing background. it for me. <laughs> exactly. And like, great. Like, I just got all the interaction that I needed. And I didn't even have to do any of the work. So right. until next time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, funny. So what prompted you to move? Like, what prompted a move to a whole nother state? 
Well, we lived in Florida for 15 years. Um, so we wanted somewhere that has seasonal change. And, you know, anybody that knows Florida, there's not really seasonal change. It's like hot and then you might get a couple cool days and then it's hot again. So yes. and then rain. So we were like, well, we just want like a little we didn't want to go too far because it was up to my husband we'd move to alaska he loved anywhere cold and i was like absolutely not i'm not moving like all the way to alaska like right. that's not happening right now so he's like okay so we were like all right well let's try like a couple hours because our immediate family is all still in florida okay. so we wanted to try and be as close as possible especially since i was kind of going back and forth with my daughter and her dance team so we picked georgia because you know you got a little seasonal change and it wasn't it wasn't too far away so that was kind of gorgeous yeah it's nice it's I mean it's extremely hot this year I don't know what's happening right now like our weather is just not figuring itself out but yeah it was when we moved here we had I think all four seasons the first year that we got here and we were like oh this is a refreshing change like we've had snow we've had summer you know so we just wanted to kind of get out of our comfort zone, basically, mm-hmm. and just try to expand a little bit. Because I feel like if you don't, if you always stay stagnant, you're never going to learn and grow. So we didn't want to just be like, we're going to stay here forever. Like if we wanted to live in Florida and this is where we wanted to lay down our roots, then we wanted to make sure that we were okay with that. So we were like, let's try a different state. Let's you know try something new. We thought about other states. We thought about New York, and then we went and saw those prices. We love New York, and we have family up there, but absolutely not. Those prices are outrageous, so we were like, no to that. And then we tried. We were like, well, maybe California, and they were like, no, absolutely not. Earthquakes, not going to do it. So we were like, yes, and mudslides, and also super high prices. Like their gas right now is like almost nine dollars a gallon. Oh my gosh, my friends up there, I feel so bad for them. I'm like, just walk, just walk everywhere, because like, oh my gosh, those gas prices. Like, yeah. So we tried like different states, and we were just like, ugh, the pricing. So Georgia's where we kind of landed to see, you know, how we did away from our family and everything, because we've always, you know, been they've always been there. And we just wanted to, you know, kind of do it on our own, kind of branch out a little bit. Yeah, I love it. I love that you were willing to take that risk because I can tell you right now, there is no way my husband would be on board for that because we just <laughs> moved in the fall. Yeah. Um, and that was against his will. So we were having some <laughs> problems in our neighborhood. We never, we lived there for six years, never intended on moving. That was supposed to be our forever house. We had already done a ton of work to it. It still needed a ton, but like, we loved it. We had the perfect backyard. It was just like the best house ever. And then the neighborhood started taking a turn for the worse. So I said to my oh, husband, no. we need to move. And he was like, I'm sorry, what happened? Cause we were flying to Arizona for a trip and on the airplane ride to Arizona, I was like, everything is going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. The neighborhood's going to be okay. The house is going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. And then when we were in Arizona, the, you know, what hit the fan in the neighborhood and no one wanted to do anything about it. Oh, no. And so like literally the next morning after we got back, I said to my husband, we need to sell the house. And he was like, I'm sorry, what happened to everything is going to be okay. And so <laughs> he reluctantly got on board. And then um, we, and of course there's no inventory right now in the housing market. Well, at least there wasn't right. last summer, this time last year. So we looked at five houses and they were all nice houses, but like nothing that made us say like, yes, this is it. Except for the house that we bought. And that was mostly me. And it's a 300 year old farmhouse and it 
It's like, oh, it needs cute. so much work. So have you ever seen the movie, The Money Pit with Tom Hanks? It's an 80s movie. Okay. Yeah. I know that and, movie. And so that's like, that's literally our house. Oh no. Like every time you touch something, it breaks. And he's at the point where he's like literally going nuts. So he's settled in now, but at first it was real rough. Yeah. Real rough. And he was like, we are not, like, I am the only way I'm leaving this house is if my box, my body is in a box and they carry me out. Yeah. We so didn't was- want to buy just yet like we wanted to like make sure we were gonna live you know we were gonna like where we lived so that was the main reason we didn't buy in Florida because we had looked at a house I actually feel like it was just maybe divine intervention I don't know but we looked at a house it was like a dream and I was like yes this is it it's the perfect colors like it has everything we want and there was something wrong like with there was like a huge pit in the back that belonged Mm -hmm. to like the city or something but it was like eroding so like that was a whole issue and we were wondering why it was still on the market so we were like this is a beautiful house it's like in a cul-de-sac like what's happening and that like was the main problem Mm -hmm. and the owner just would not budge on the price and we were like yeah but we're gonna have to like you know do what we're gonna have to pay for that so like yeah we don't want and we're gonna have to live through the construction that the city's gonna have like no thanks So he just happened. He was like, okay, well, let me think about it. And then I'll think about taking your offer. And we're like, okay. And then I guess that night he thought about it and he was like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to do it. So he took the house off the market and we woke up and we, and our realtor was like, yeah, it's gone. It just like disappeared. And then I guess she called his realtor and he was like, yeah, he decided he's not going to sell right now. And I was like, well, that was it. Like that, we looked at so many houses and like, that was the one. And if I Uh can't have that one, then I don't want to do it so after yeah. that we were like well maybe we'll just try you know and move somewhere else rent for a little while longer and just try different areas see how we like it and then you know maybe when we come back it'll be ready and for sale it was not someone else bought it after oh that's back. the worst <laughs> but that's neither here nor there I was like okay well then it wasn't mine it wasn't my yeah. house and we moved and my husband's business uh actually thrived a lot better in Georgia so I mean it was a plus for us in some areas I was yeah. just lonely and didn't get the house that I wanted but <laughs> that I, we were just like well you know right now we just because he does not want to do another huge move he was like if, if it's not our forever home I'm not moving like if we're not buying a house I'm not moving and I was like mm-hmm. okay I get that because moving is a nightmare and oh my god yes from another state is an even bigger nightmare so yes, he was like I please can't it has to be like the home that we're buying if we move again. I was like, okay. So now we're just kind of like just checking things out and like seeing where, seeing where we land. Yeah. I love it. So yeah. So my husband, he, he's on board. Well, he got on board to move and then we got here and he was a little cranky about the house because he's forgetting that this house is a marathon. It's not a sprint. So we're going to be working on this house for the next 20 years (laughs) and it is, it is what it is. And so he settled in finally, but He's made it very clear that we are never, ever, 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 ever moving again. (laughs) He's like, please, please don't make me move. You guys can move. I'll stay right here. I'm not moving. (laughs) Yes. And so, um, but it's okay because I love this house. So, and we have our own land. So like, there's no neighborhood drama. We have, um, 
the house, like there's a house that almost shares our driveway, part of our driveway. And I think that, so I think this was a family compound um, because we're only the third family to have owned it in the 300 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the first family, they literally owned it for like 250 years. And so I think the house over here, we have really great neighbors, but I think it was part of the family compound. And then no one, like the dad who owned this house got sick. And so they sold it because the kids didn't want to take it on. Yeah. So I think that's the only reason it ended up on the market. So the people we bought it from, they had it often on the market for four years. So I'm like, it was just waiting for us. And I run (laughs) my friend's friend made an offer on the house on this house. And which is like crazy town that like my friend's friend made an offer on it like two years ago and they yeah. turned her offer down. And she's oh, like, man. she's so jealous that you have her house. I was like, well, it was not her house. It's my house. <laughs> right. It's like waiting for me clearly. Cause I it was got waiting it, for so. me. <laughs> so, but a question for you, how did your family take it when you said that you were moving? My, my, our, his family was just like, I mean, I guess if you want to, but like my family was just like, oh my gosh, you're doing what now? Like you would literally have thought I was moving to Alaska the way my family was like freaking out. Like they were like, oh my gosh, we're going to be so far away. I was like, but it's like seven hours. It's okay, guys. Like I can always come back. It's not, not like permanent. We're not crossing the border or anything. Like we're literally just trying something new. Like because our family has been there years so mm-hmm. we're like we want to you know leave like some of our family members are like I'm never leaving I'm living in this town until I die please don't ask me to leave and we were just like we didn't we didn't want to do that so naturally our family was just like you're doing what now you're gonna I don't that sounds bad that sounds like a terrible idea it's like they were not on board at first at all a lot of tears a lot of why would you do this? And then now they're coming around to it and they're like, okay, I guess. But like now I'm homesick. So now like we're both homesick and we're like, do we want to go back to Florida? Like we kind of miss it. So I'm like, I mean, you know, it gave us, you know, if we do move back, it gave us, you know, a new adventure, but, and we like to travel. So it's not like we won't ever travel again. We just kind of wanted to see other, what it was like to live somewhere else. So when your family didn't react like, woohoo, like great idea, good job. Did you second guess your decision at all? I'm like, oh, maybe they're right. Maybe this is a terrible idea. Yeah, I I had many therapy sessions. Like I was just like talking to my therapist, like, please tell me that I am not a psychopath. Like, is this wrong? Like I she was like, No, it's like this is a normal part of life. Like it is okay. You can move back if you know you just hate it or your family can always come and visit you. Like it's literally seven hours away. Like, like just calm down. It's min- millions of people do this. This isn't, this isn't crazy. Like yeah. we weren't giving up our careers because all we did was transfer everything over. So we still, you know, had our jobs in place. We still like knew everything was going to be the same, except we were just living a little bit further, a couple, yeah. couple hours away. And she was like, just, just calm down, just breathe it's going to be fine. So like, yeah, at first I was just like, oh my gosh, is this, a, this is a terrible decision. This is a terrible idea. Like, please, please tell me that this is the right decision. And she was like, stop second guessing yourself. You, you've done this because we wanted to move like years ago. Mm-hmm. We wanted to try before we had three kids, we wanted to try it out. And they were like, no, don't. And obviously we were younger. 
So yeah. we were like, okay, like maybe we won't leave home. Mm-hmm. And then as we got older, we were like, you know, if we would have done this like years ago, we could have figured this out by now. And yeah. Everyone just made us so terrified to do it. So we were like, no, we're going to do it this time because if we don't do it now, we're never going to do it. It's never going to happen. What if we were in some sort of career or something that made us move? What were they going to do then? So we were right. just like, yeah. It's not well, the end of the world. <laughs> yes. Well, it would almost be justified then. Like if you had a job transfer, it's almost right. justified because like then you're doing it for work and you have to provide for your family and pay the bills. Exactly. So but when I'm you're like, just like on a whim, they're like, ah, no. Yeah, they're like, what's happening? But I was, in all fairness, we did like, we talked about moving for a few years before and we like dipped our toe in the water with telling our family like, you know, we're going to we're going to move out of state. And they were like, okay. And they just kind of, they were like, whatever, they're not, they're not actually going to go. And then we, yeah. you know, would change our mind, obviously, because the state would be too expensive. And we'd be like, nah. And then when we finally did it, they were like, oh my gosh, they're so serious. Like they're selling stuff. Like they're actually, this is happening right now. Like everyone was freaking out. It was like a whole, a whole thing. <laughs> so did your kids freak out too? Our younger ones were kind of like, okay. Like they were like, whatever, like, sure. Because my at the time, our youngest was five, so she was just like, sure, whatever. And then an our adventure. son is, yeah, our son is pretty chill, so he's just like, whatever you guys want to do. Our oldest was like, well, I'm absolutely not moving because I'm not leaving my dance team and my best friends, and it's not happening. Like, you're ruining my life, of course, like the whole spiel. Yeah. So we let her stay with my mom and continue on with her dance team and I just kind of go back and forth now because we were like she has one year of school left and then she's off to college so we were like there's no need to uproot all of that but the younger ones were like whatever we don't care we're in elementary school like do whatever you want mom and dad so they were along for the ride they were like whatever but my oldest was like absolutely not like I'm not doing it (laughs) well I think it's really awesome that you allowed her to stay with your mom um because i can't say that like for me that would be a hard decision because like seven hours away and not seeing her every day um and then you know like traveling back and forth so how did you manage that with still doing podcasting with still taking care of your younger two and like just mom life in general like how did you manage all of that it's I mean it's a lot it it was a lot of I actually we did like family therapy and stuff like prior to because this is I mean there's a lot of people that have done it before so we talked to other people you know that have also had their kids stay somewhere where they had to like leave or when they moved and kind of like went through that whole process to make it as easy of a transition as possible and then we also kind of make a schedule so I go on certain months or we have like you know, vacations in certain times. And then when she has vacations in school and everything, she's here with us. So we kind of just worked it around our schedule. So it wasn't as big of a a shock. It still was like, it was still a lot because it's still a, a big adjustment. I've raised her since she was a baby. So like yeah. to be away from her was like really hard at first, but working with our therapist and everything and, and just kind of taking it one step at a time and me being able to that was another reason why we didn't want to go too far away because Mm -hmm. since she was going to stay on her dance team and everything we didn't 
we still wanted to be able to go for like competitions and everything else because they're still traveling involved in that. And then I just kind of work with my younger ones with their school schedule. And for the first two years we were here, they were homeschooled. So because of lockdown and everything else, Mm -hmm. so everything was digital. So we could kind of move around, kind of like work from home. And that was kind of my thing. Anyway, I was transitioning into work from home. So we kind of just work our schedules around whenever we go to Florida. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's amazing. Um, Because my when we moved last year, so Lily was 11 and a half and Casey was eight and a half. And um, they caught me looking on Zillow at houses and they're like, what are you (laughs) doing? And I was like, oh, I'm just looking because like at that point, I I, it was kind of like, I said, let's move. And we are like, okay, so our stipulation, so this is our third time moving. And um, we moved from middle, uh, from Delaware to Maryland and now Maryland to PA okay. um, in terms of like home ownership. And um, cause we lived in New Hampshire for five years and moved back home to Delaware after living in New Hampshire. And um, so, you know, we always said like this Maryland house, this is it. This is our forever home. We're never moving. And so our kids had heard us say that over and over and yeah. over. And then when they saw me looking at houses on Zillow, they're like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm just looking, nothing. Um, because the stipulation was um, the backyard had to be as nice or better than what we currently okay. have. And that was our rule for when we sold our Delaware house. Like the house that yeah. we moved to, the backyard had to be as nice or better than what we had. And um, so that's like a really narrow search engine option. And so um, there wasn't really anything coming up and everything was so overpriced, yada, yada, yada. So when we finally broke the news to them, my Lily, my older, she completely lost her shit. She screamed at us. She was like, you lied to us. You betrayed us. You deceived us. I was oh, like, goodness. I was like, whoa, like, wait whoa. a minute. Like, what is happening right now? <laughs> So now she tells us if she says, if you ever move again, I'm going to run away with the circus. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Our, our younger two, thankfully were like, they were just like, whatever. But like our oldest was, she was like, oh no, like I, you will have to drag me to that new state kicking and screaming. Cause I am not doing it. Please don't make me do it. Like she was literally like pitching ideas to my mom like, please, can I stay here? Like, I just, I, please, <laughs> I cannot leave my best friends our senior year. Like, it was, yes. no, it was not happening. Like, she was freaking out. <laughs> yeah, my younger, she once, because we also thought about having a house built. And yeah. so then she was like, you mean I get to design my bedroom from scratch? <laughs> yes, you do. When are we leaving? Like, right, it's like, okay, I'm packed. I'm ready to go. Let's go right now. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, that's all it took. You're an easy sell. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's funny how they, you know, can react so differently. Um, I think if Lily had, like, if it was kind of the situation where you were in cheap, would have totally been doing the same thing. Like, how can I finagle my way to stay and not really yeah. have to do this for <laughs> sure but our move we were only 45 minutes away okay. so it's not they're still going to the same school and that was the other stipulation she was like we will only agree to this move if we get to go to the same school and I'm thinking to myself well we had already planned to keep you at the same school and you're <laughs> moving whether you're going to the same school or not so right. start packing yeah yeah I was a military kid so I was used to moving so I guess like my oldest reaction 
I was just like, oh, like, I thought this was going to be, like, you know, cool, yay. But, like, she was like, absolutely not. Like, we've never really moved that far away from our family. So, yeah. like, what are you doing right now? Like, and the other ones were like, okay. <laughs> so, yes, I was used to moving a lot. So, I understood, like, her not wanting to, because we have, she had gone to, like, the same schools, had the same friends and everything all the way up until now. So, it was like, okay, like, I get it. Our younger ones had, like, kind of just started school. They were just kind of getting acclimated so they were just like you know whatever we can make new friends like that was literally they were like we can make new friends but like my oldest was like absolutely not I can't make new friends don't make me do it like (laughs) I'm about to graduate soon please don't make me do it so that was like the main reason we were just like okay like we'll try and like work it out so that way you can have your last two years you know in the school and then you'll be done anyway so you won't even have to stress about it Yeah. And so were there, were you met with criticism from like friends and family for that decision too? Uh, My friends were pretty supportive. My friends actually were like supportive the whole way. They were like, yeah, like just move, like try something new. People do it all the time. It's not the end of the world. You can move back. That was literally like, everyone was like, okay, but you can move back. Like you're not giving up your citizenship. Like it's just a one state away, like you're fine. So they were all pretty on board. They were like, cool, that's, you know, do do what you got to do, figure it out. And my family was the one I was just like, oh, I can't, I can't believe this. But like, yeah, for the most part, I mean, it was kind of like 50-50, I guess, like our friends and stuff. They were like, yeah, that's great. I mean, some of our friends were just like, no, please don't leave. But they've come to visit us since then. So they're fine. But everyone else was like, yeah, like do that. Move. We want to move. Like now everyone's like, oh, wait, you guys you guys actually did it. Now I want to move. So like now some of our friends are like looking into like moving and trying new things. So yeah, I think it was kind of like a 50, 50 split on support. And like now our family's just kind of like, Oh, okay. You know, you guys haven't like crashed and burned in another state away from us. So mm-hmm. we, it's okay now. So yeah. Yeah. I think it's like, cause we, so we moved up to New Hampshire so that my husband could go to school and I, for his um, master's for his law degree. And I still had to finish my undergrad And so, um, so I finished up there and moving to New Hampshire was one of the best things that I'd ever done. And we were young, so we were 22. um, And we lived there until we were uh, just like 28. So we lived there about five and a half years. And then, um, so we lived there, went to school, graduated, got jobs there. And then his job right out of um, after graduation was only a two year position. So then it was like, we were looking and my family kept saying like, when are you coming home? We miss you. When are you coming home? And I thought like, never, <laughs> like never eight hours yeah. away from you people is perfect. Um, <laughs> so then when his position ended, then we were really not sure where we were going to end up. It was like Massachusetts, you know, still New Hampshire, you know, another New England state, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Delaware. And everyone, of course, was like, Delaware, 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 because that's where our family is from <laughs> and where we grew up. So yeah. everyone was, of course, rooting for Delaware. But we kind of secretly were like, well, if we have to. And sure enough, he ended up getting a job in Delaware. So back up <laughs> we came and everyone was ecstatic. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. But me, sometimes I, like, I miss New Hampshire so much. Like sometimes I cry. I'm just like, oh, I just need New England. Like yeah. I just need it. Um, so we've only been back in, since we moved in 2011, we only have been back there one time. Um, and that was gosh, seven years ago already, um, for vacation. So we're like long overdue to get back up there and get some new England vibes in us. But 
it was so, it was just like being away from everyone, like spreading our wings, totally stepping out of our comfort zone, exploring places that we had never been, you know, just having that independence and that freedom was amazing. So I like all my cousins who are now at the age of like going to college or just graduating college, I'm like, leave, go away, <laughs> yeah. go and don't think twice about it. Go have fun. You might decide to stay there. We'll come visit you. But like, you need to get the hell out of here yeah. to actually see what life is about. Yeah, we have, that's our, our oldest. She actually travels because our, she goes to see family in Texas. Her dad's family lives in Texas. So they go travel, they go hiking, they do stuff like that. Because I, I always tell her like, don't get too comfortable in Florida. I'm trying to tell you right now, all these friends that you're BFFs with in high school, nine times out of 10, they're not going to be your best friends, but whatever yes. we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there yeah but i'm like please like do some traveling do some exploring before you start laying down roots having kids like getting a long-term relationship like just kind of explore and live your life because my husband and i we got married extremely young so i was 23 and he was 22 so we had absolutely no idea what we were doing we were just off figuring life out together and I'm like try and figure yourself out first like that's yes. very important I try and instill that in my kids like yeah it's all fun and games with the fairy tale and the young romance and whatever but like yes. no live your life because you're gonna regret when you don't when you get older you're gonna be like oh I wish I took that trip when I didn't have the yeah. 9,000 other responsibilities I wish I would have it's like don't don't wish on it do it now while you can while you're young while you can just wake up at noon yes. on the weekend and do whatever, <laughs> do that now because yes. you will regret it when you become an adult. <laughs> yes. And that was the thing. So like my, so my husband and I, we started dating, let's see, shortly after we, gosh, were we 22? Yes. Yeah, so we were 22 when we started dating. I guess we were 23 when we moved to New Hampshire because we had been dating for a year at that point. Um, but he like did like life more traditionally. So like, I always yeah. give him a hard time. So I'm like, if there's ever a family with a white picket fence, it's yours. Like his parents <laughs> have been married almost 60 years. He's the youngest oh, of wow. three boys. Like they're the typical, like stereotypical, like all American family. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> my family, not even close. We're like <laughs> the Clampets or like the Simpsons or something. I don't know. We're just dysfunctional like a hot mess, like drama going generations back. Yeah. And his family is so like polar opposite. And so when we first started dating, I was like, oh my God, your family is going to think like I'm such white trash. <laughs> he was like, no, they're not. They're going to like you. So like meeting his parents for the first time, I cried the whole way there. I was like, turn around, turn around. We like, I can't go there. Like, I can't like turn around. Like this isn't going to go well. Just please turn around. And now 18 years later, here we are. But he yeah. like he went to college right out of high school. He did study abroad for a semester. He did um like Spanish trip and band trip in middle school and high school. So like he's been to Europe, he's been all over the US and like I didn't. So I was in an abusive relationship with my high school boyfriend and talked to my parents for five and a half years. So like 
I didn't do, I did junior and senior prom, but like I didn't do um, junior or senior homecoming. Like I missed out on so many like Bell's Ball and all of these dances and things. I missed out on playing sports and I didn't go to college right out of high school. So I missed out on like the traditional college experience of like living yeah. in dorms and like study abroad and all of those things. And then like, I left that relationship of five and a half years. I was single just shy of a year and then my husband and I started dating so like I literally went from one relationship to the next and then you know we were together we for four years got married and then within a year and a half being married we had our first kid then three years later we had the second kid and so like that's all she wrote so that's why I'm like me going to New Hampshire when we were dating and living there that was like my form of spreading my wings yeah and that was like that was so freeing and not having my family because my family also is can be very um like clingy sometimes so like not having that was Mm -hmm. so incredible so like I know it's going to be hard as you know what when my girls are old enough to go to college and like flee the nest to be like give them that push and yeah. be like, go, go, spread your wings because I'm going to be like, no, just stay here. You can live at home for free while you're in college and you don't ever have to leave. And it's yeah. okay because we live close to college. So like, you can just stay here. <laughs> yeah, that was me and both me and my husband. Like we didn't do like the traditional college. Like I wish I did. My other siblings have like more of a traditional college experience. Me, I was like, first kid I always say I was like the practice kid because like first kid is the one that your parents are trying to figure it out and my parents were young so we were just flying by the seat of our pants so we did neither of us did the you know traditional college I did community college and trades and got my license in cosmetology and just did like basic associates but all of my college experiences were like right in my community like I never left so I didn't go to university I didn't like have the sorority experience I always I used to watch the movie the house bunny it's like (laughs) one of my favorite movies and I used to I was like oh I wish I could be in a sorority so bad like that was the one thing that I was like I just really wanted that college experience so I try and tell my kids all the time like you don't have to go to college but like just like live, like try and, yes. and explore things while you can, because mm-hmm. you never know what you miss until you're older and you see other people like, wait a minute, like, I didn't know that was an option back then. Yes. Like, so yeah, that was, we, neither of us did, like my husband didn't go to college. He just does trades. He went straight into building his business. And then me, I did like my little associates. And then I just was like, nah, I'm not doing that at all. I'm going to go and be a cosmetologist. So <laughs> we both kind of like went off the path. And just kind of figured it out as we went along. So we're both, I mean, both of our families are, mine's a little more structured. So I came from like a little more of a structured childhood, especially with a military parent. Like it was not happening with a dysfunction, but yeah. my family is like, we're quiet, this quietly dysfunctional. <laughs> like yes. on the outside, it's looking great. Yes, same. But my husband's, they're just, they are who they are. They're like, take it or leave it. Like, we don't care. So I like, I was like freaking out like, oh my gosh, I'm going to meet your parents. And he was like, look, I'm going to give you the warning right now. Okay, they are wild. So <laughs> buckle up. Like it was, I was like, okay. And so we both were, just, we came from just figuring it out. Like both yeah. of our parents were young when they had us and we were all just figuring it out together. So <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, my parents were young too. My mom was much younger than my dad. So my mom was 21. Well, when okay. she got pregnant, 22 when she had me. And my dad was 27. So my dad was like older, but still like young and figuring it out. Yeah. So um, so I just try to remember like, you know, they did the best that they could in the with the knowledge and skills that they had. And like, we're right. doing the same. But it's always like, if I can leave things just a little bit better than what they were left for me, then I'm like, check, I'm doing a great job. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. My dad went straight into the military, like out of like, he was 18 and it was like military. So like, yes, that's his, that's his thing. And then my parents were, they got, they were high school sweethearts and then they got married. So I'm like, I'm thinking of when I was in high school and I'm like, I could never be smart. Like, why would I even want to get married? Right. Fresh out of high school? No, thank you. Like, I'm not trying to do that. So yeah, I'm like, yeah, they definitely were trying to figure it out. Like they were, newbies to the world too <laughs> yes imagine the pressure I mean there's so yeah. much pressure now but imagine the pressure to be like fresh out of high school and just like getting married and like starting a life yeah you're like 19 with a baby which I had my first at 18 and I was just like what am I supposed to do with this person like <laughs> I I'm still trying to figure out my life. I don't even know who I am. Like there was many nights where we were just crying together because I was like, I don't know. And neither do you. Like, Yes. <laughs> I still felt like that at 27 when I had my first. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is, well, I mean, I, even when I had, even when our seven-year-old, like right now, I'm still like, why do people keep giving, why do they keep letting me leave the hospital with these kids? Like, I don't <laughs> I'm supposed to keep these people alive like every time like guys come on like it's a lot I don't know why whose idea this was like yeah you're you're qualified you're good just take it home you'll figure it out it's like yeah, okay it's like, cool <laughs> you've kept yourself alive this long so you can do it for someone else right it's like yeah, you guys will figure it out you'll be fine yeah yeah so there are times where it's like now I'm 40 and so I'm like oh but there are times where I still like I'm like oh just maybe one more baby and the looks at my husband he's like no like, no more. I'm like, you're right. No more. I don't know what I was thinking. Like lapse of judgment. No, no. So now you my husband's the opposite. He's always like one more. And I'm like, absolutely not. Get away yeah. from me. It's not happening. Like yeah. <laughs> definitely not happening. Definitely not one more. So now I'm like, I need to find friends that are having babies so that I can love the baby. <laughs> right. And Just be go like, play with that baby. <laughs> yeah. And be like, okay, thank you for sharing. Now you can take your baby home. Right. And exactly. Like, let me see all the babies now. And then I will go home and not have to wake up in 45 minutes to feed a baby. No, thank yeah. you. <laughs> yes. So I'm like, maybe the next step is a puppy. We'll see. Well, we have two. Yeah two grumpy old dogs. So I'm like, there will be no puppies entering this house until those fur kids have crossed the rainbow bridge. So (laughs) ours, I don't know. She's getting a little older. So she's a little, she might not be so well, like, what is this new baby? Like gross, get it away from me. Yes. (laughs) So I don't know. We might have to like talk to her a little bit about it. Let her see some other puppies and be around them. And then maybe she'll warm up to the idea. Yeah, no, mine, my brother just got a puppy last summer. And so Franklin, he like wags his tail and he gets so excited and he cries. Like he wants to be friends. So we like, we safely introduced them and he started growling. I'm like, Franklin, Aww. you mean old man. It's a right. baby. Like we don't growl. <laughs> it's a baby. 
and yeah, then they don't care they're like no get out of my space <laughs> yeah and then Winnie's just frozen and I'm like okay are you gonna just like bite him are you gonna growl at him like or are you just gonna stand there like a statue like I don't know what you're gonna do so, and I don't trust you so I'm like okay that's like that settled it like no puppies until they're done yeah so yeah. um so again I just have to find people with puppies so I can love on their puppies and then exactly <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, this is, I feel like we could just chat and chat and chat forever and ever. And I, ever. Know. Um, I know. It's been so great chatting. Um, I just want to say like, kudos to you for like stepping out of your comfort zone, not like doing it despite the judgments, the criticisms, the whispers of it's a terrible idea and like just owning it and doing it. Thank you. Oh, there, there she is. There she is. I see her. She's like, <laughs> she's like, I just had to make an appearance just briefly. Yeah just one she's like I'm here I just wanted you to know <laughs> she's so cute mine are locked downstairs in the family room with my 12 year old because um the kitchen people are still not here but I was like the last oh, thing I need is for the kitchen people to show up and the dogs are loose in the house yeah because Franklin will try just get in their way but I don't trust Winnie not to like bite the man on the leg or something <laughs> so <laughs> mine will just follow them around the house like oh are you gonna pet me are you gonna pet me now are you gonna pet me now it's like can you leave them alone please so they can work and go home like yeah get away from them <laughs> yes so um yeah so she's like how long so Lily was like um how long are you gonna be I'm like I don't know Lily when I'm done I'll be back down and she's like okay as I'm like closing the doors and like have fun with the barking dogs <laughs> Yeah, my, my kids will just like poke their head in like, are you done? Are you done? Or I'll see like one like worming their way like on my office floor trying to figure out what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, close the door. Even when you lock it, like even the cat sticks his paw under and tries to open the door. I'm like, oh I yeah, she'll get... scratch. Until you open that door, she is at the door like, ma'am, excuse me, please open. <laughs> yes, it's like really, if for kids, human kids, it's like, go bug the dad, like go bug him. <laughs> but if they don't, like he'll be sitting in the room with us and he'll be doing nothing. And then I'm right. like in there, like reading a book or trying to take a nap. And they're like, mom, are you awake? <laughs> like you see my um, eyes are closed. So the answer is no. It? Right. Like, please leave me alone. Like go over there with your dad. Like he would love some company right now. I'm sure. Yeah, even the animals. It's the same thing. It's like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It cracks me up though. So I'm like, huh, the difference between mom life and dad life. Yeah. The comfort. I I would love to swap places for a day just to see what that what that feels like, what dad life is like. <laughs> yes, honestly, I don't even think we would know what to do with ourselves though. Right. We were just like, oh my gosh, this shouldn't we be doing something? Like, what's happening right now? Like nothing's yeah. getting done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well only the things that they want to get done right right they'll be out I'm like this is what you guys do all day like this is so boring I tell my husband that all the time like this is so boring like this is what you enjoy I'm like okay I guess <laughs> yeah yeah so well thank you so much for chatting and joining us on one of a kind you I will have to do it again I'll have to have yeah. you back on and we can chat again yeah definitely this was so fun thank you for yeah. having me of course it was a pleasure so if you loved this episode, feel free to share it with a friend because the more the merrier. And if you'd be so kind to leave a review, I would greatly appreciate it because I take the time to read all the reviews to ensure that this podcast continues to be a place of support and guidance and really a one-stop shop kind of resource. Um, because let's face it, us moms and us women, we have to stick together. So thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of One of a Kind You, and I will see you next week. <laughs>